Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. Testing, testing, I can hear myself, that's good. Turn my mic Oh, yes, the traffic sucked. Yeah. So you're having a day, huh? Having a day. (laughs) Having a day. (laughs) Me too. Sometimes you have a day where just like, everything seems fine, but then the enormity of some shit hits you. You mean like losing a whole truckload of fucking lumber off the back of a truck? You mean like one of those days? Losing other things. Your mind? Well, no, that I still have, which is the problem. I wish I had less of it. This way I wouldn't think so fucking much. All right. We're not uh, on, right? Yeah. Oh, Hello, yeah. and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast with your host, my worship brother, George Mudry. Worship brother, Joe. Uh, we are up here today. We're doing episode 211. 211. And uh, I lumped everything that we talked about into one. We're talking about winter solstices, Saints John. I'm assuming that's going to be your shtick. Yeah, we can go into that. And then uh, I'm going to be talking about Krampus. I mean, St. Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> I found some interesting article on awesome. uh, on uh, it. Um, so no me, uh... definitive thing. But the, uh, spoiler alert, uh, oh. if you have children, don't let them listen to this. Yes, get them out of the room. Get them out the room. Uh, not that we're going to be saying anything bad, but we're going to be telling the where Santa Claus came from. Uh, but it's going to be the real Santa Claus, or you know, the real Santa Claus, or Santa Claus. You know what I freaking mean. You know what if you're an adult and you're a parent, you know what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah, get him out of the room. <laughs> you sons of. Um, so uh, speaking of kids, real quick, quick uh, shout out to a past guest on the show, Mackenzie. Ah, yes. Who was uh, Little Miss Illinois? Uh, I believe just became Junior Miss America or something crazy like that. I'll have to look it up, and I apologize for not knowing exactly what it was off the top of my head, but she is on to bigger and better things. Yeah, she's doing... Uh, I've seen that briefly. What, what was going let on with that? Find, uh, let me just pull that Why up. Why my computer time. being stupid? Oh, I did it at a Lost Book of Enki prior to this, too. That was fun. Yeah, so you remember um, Mackenzie who beat you in the... Yes, she did. Spelling bee. Spelling bee yep, that we yep, had here. That yep, was a yep, lot yep, of fun. Yep, yep. Um, God, let me God, just... that was some time ago, huh? That was. Oh, why am I can't... Why can't uh, I... Find... Hold let's... on. I have it in a message. Let me... Send us a message. Should have been prepared, but I was stuck in traffic. Yeah. Traffic was awful I was, on the uh, way up here. I was doing my own thing. This one is nope, not that article. I'm going to bring up the Saint Nicholas one, but you're going to be talking about the winter solstices and all that stuff because you are. That's your. That's your deal. Yeah, right? I, I will pull, uh, pull it up. I just want to make sure I get uh, what Mackenzie won. Proper. Son of a bitch! I keep bringing up the wrong friggin' thing. Uh, where the hell is it? There we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. The Craftsman dot yes, so That's what I'm looking at. Mackenzie is. Young Miss of America, so she graduated oh, on from the little the little Miss right. uh, age group. So she was in the Young Miss category now, right, right, right. and she is now Young Miss of America, and is taking her. How old uh, is she now? Uh, she's got to be like twelve, thirteen, Jeez. maybe. We're old. We are old, <laughs> and I'm older than you. So how the frig do you think I feel? It was a hot minute. It was a while ago since we talked to Mackenzie. But uh, so, so we're, she's going to do some more things. 
for the the Shriners and raising funds for them. So we'll have her on on a future date to uh, to tell us what the the next step in her fundraising for the Shriners is. So congratulations, Mackenzie, and her proud mom and dad. Sounds good. So uh, first things first, do some housekeeping. Yes, and then I have some housekeeping after your housekeeping. Uh, There's something i got to get off my chest. Uh, is it something that grinds your gears? It does actually grind my gears. It really pissed me off to the point where it's been bothering me for a few days, so I'm going to get it off my chest. Something Live. I did? No, no. You'll find out. What I do? You'll find out. All right. Uh, let's see here. We have a new Apple review. Uh, Joe, you got your cannon charge? You're good. Yes. Uh, this is from Matt. Literally, it's... Matt. All right. <laughs> Five-star review. Fantastic. I always enjoy listening to an episode or six. <laughs> I find them very interesting and usually pretty informative. I'm an odd fellow at heart, but I'm seriously considering looking into connection with my mo- local Mason, uh, Mason Lodge. Luminous Knight. What's going on? So uh, let's toast them. Let's toast them. Brother, right hand arms. To arms. Ready? Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brother. Viva, viva, viva. So much better when we have the good stuff. Yes, it is. All right, Joe. It's time for you to... Uh, to ungrind my ungrind gears. Ungrind your gears. Get, get, tell us what's on your mind. All right, so here's what's on my mind. Uh-huh. As you know, uh, we have a, a Facebook page uh-huh. for the Freemasons podcast. Uh-huh. We also have a Facebook community page. Correct. For the Freemasons podcast, and first and foremost, if you're going to, uh, if you if you listen and you want to be a part of the Facebook community, you page, you have to answer the questions. You yes. will get rejected. Um, even if you answer the questions and I don't like your answers, I'll still reject you. <laughs> um, but the intent for the community was to anybody can join the page. But we developed a community page for people that were avid listeners of the show, mm-hmm. that were kind of in on the joke. Yep. Um, you know, didn't. Uh, it's not as bad as as Discord. Trust no. me. But you need kind of a tough skin to to yes. see some of the things that we post in there. Mm-hmm. And as I'm flipping through the other day, I got a notification uh-huh. that somebody who is a member of the community page yep. reported a post from another member of the community page uh-huh. for hate speech. What? I'm going to tell you right now. Knock that shit off. Um, it's it's our jobs as admins of the page to police it. You, it's not up to you to, to tell us what's appropriate for our page. Uh, I saw the post. I certainly don't think Hold it's on, hate Tony. speech. And um, What was the post? The post was a repost mm-hmm. of Kyle Rittenhouse yep. standing in a, in a particular position Mm-hmm. And it had a one of the sketches next to it from Duncan's Masonic Ritual Monitor. Ah, uh, yes, I seen where, the post. And they were trying yep. to say, "Oh my God, he's a Freemason. I've he's in picture. on the." Yes, actually, it was posted in Discord, right? Um, I'm not sure. I've seen it. Regardless, it's been so. around, and it's somebody yep. trying to make an idiotic connection between Kyle Rittenhouse and the Freemasons. You mean like, like they did with see, Brother Art? I told exactly like they did with Brother Art, right. and somebody rep- reported it as hate speech. It wasn't a political post. The person said, all the person commented on it was, I think I'm done with the internet today. Because as of, I'm assuming it was a brother that was kind of like pissed off that, um, that somebody was making this comparison. And another member, who's a brother, who I'm not going to call out by name, reported it as hate speech. And that's just not appropriate. If you don't get the joke, get off the page, stick to the regular page, enjoy the podcast. We'd still love to have you. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's our jobs as... Uh, Hosts of the show and admins of the page to decide what's appropriate and not appropriate for the page. So if you have a, uh, an issue with the content, get off the page. That's it. I'm done. Uh, perfect. Can I add to that? You can. Okay. Understand what we do on the community and everything is we try to get Masons out of their own lodge. We try to get Masons to be, we have, we, we, the reason why I, we started this whole podcast is because Masonry has become where brothers will stay in their own lodges and never branch out and meet any other Masons from anywhere else. That's the whole purpose of the podcast page, the community page, as well as Discord, as we have brothers from all over the world. 
If you continue to do things such as that and report pages, what Facebook will do, and they're infamous for doing, is shut down pages. What that does is it takes that connection worldwide and it destroys it. So if you don't like something that's posted in our page, take take it somewhere else. Because if if you deem it to be hate speech, um, which I, I don't see how that's hate speech. I mean, I, I don't get it. And, and and I don't care what care what kind of the political spectrum you resolve or whether or not you think Rittenhouse did it right. I don't, I'm not getting, getting into this. And it wasn't All even gonna, a political post. I'm just saying, yeah. even if you think he's guilty right. of sin, the jury has spoken. And as an American, once the jury has spoken, it's done. So let it go. That's all I'm going to say about that. That if you are a Mason, you will fully understand once the master speaks, it's done. So my point being is this. Uh, I 1,000% agree with Joe. Um, Sorry to spring that on you without discussing it first. That's okay. But it no. grinded my gears. It's totally fine. Um, if there is something that you ever find offensive or it bothers you or whatever, please get a hold of one of us admins. Uh, Ken and Joe are the ones who pretty much run the page. Joe more so than, than Ken. And uh, just say a message, hey, this bothers me. We will investigate it. But if you go and you report that, it actually hurts us uh, in the community, to which Facebook may get a hair across its ass to pull down pages. And if that happens, all of this communication across the pond and all over the place comes to an abrupt end on our end. And that's what we're trying to avoid. And that's why we started this. Yeah. And we started to have a little fun. And, and sometimes that fun goes in in certain areas that others may not find fun. But we're always within due bounds. And When uh, you get a second, make sure yeah. that you put your pamphlet up there. <sighs> I will. And I have deemed that as, as judge, jury, and executioner of this little fun thing podcast we have, Yep. I have deemed that there's been no offense of, of one or two in the post itself. However, a potential offense in both one and two in the reporting is hate speech. So let us know if you have an issue with something. I had a Facebook group call me a municipal asshole. Well, they got half of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> they took a piece of this podcast, a clip of it. And they posted it on their page. Which Do they need our consent for that? Can we sue them? It's copyright infringement, yes, but oh, whatever yes. the case may be. My point being is, though, they took a clip of this podcast, and this is our, it's an LLC, it's our likeness, and whatever the case may be. But they called me a municipal asshole where I talked about on a certain episode being at a certain place at a certain time on a certain day. I'm going to leave that one for interpretation. You can read between the lines if you know what I'm talking about. But they called me a municipal asshole because I was running for an office, which I won, by the way. Congratulations. I did win it. Um. And uh, they were trying to defame me. Um, when I seen this post, uh, did I report it? No. Did I go after him for copyright infringement? No. No. You know what I did, though? I said, uh, I did write in the comments below the video where they called me this municipal a-hole. And I responded. And my response was epic. And what was your response? Thank you for the publicity. One correction. I'm not an asshole. I am a whole ass. <laughs> and I left it there. There you go. The people who see this, who don't believe I'm an asshole, will uh, will appreciate that. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, and I think you're an asshole. <laughs> Is that okay? Can I still do that? Still, you're still incorrect. Well, I'm sorry. I appreciate it, and you're a whole ass. <laughs> My bad. Shit, don't bother me. No, I know. You gotta let it roll. No, but that was something that that's been then. Sticking in my craw for uh, a couple of days now. Sticking so in your what? Craw. Is that like your... Never mind. It's like an old man expression. Shut up. Uh, all right. Are we done? Anything yeah, we're done. No, that's, that's, that's it. I'm sure? good. You sure? Do you feel um, relieved, if you will? A little bit. Like you took a big poop or something? No, that's the best. <laughs> nothing's, nothing's, well, I can think of one thing better than that, but 
It's right. It's close. It's close. <laughs> anyway. All right. Let's get into this. Although I have pooped more recently. How do uh, how do we want to start it? You want to start with yours, or you want to start with mine? However you want. I'm I'm teed up and ready to go. If you need uh, some time, or you could start. Lead the charge, boss. All right. So we're gonna talk a bit about uh, you know the the winter solstice is coming up uh, in a couple weeks, and it's a big uh, it's a, an allusion to some symbols in Freemasonry, um, where there's we talk about the Holy Saints John and there's Saint John's the Baptist. Uh, and St. John the Evangelist. And St. John the Baptist is usually celebrated in, uh, towards the end of June in line with the summer solstice. And the counterbalance to that is St. John the Evangelist Day, which is celebrated with the, with the winter solstice. So there's uh, some significance in Freemasonry. If you've ever seen um, the point within the circle yes, emblem, omnipotent. and there's two lines on each side, those are said to represent... Uh, the, the, the Holy Saints John and the, the winter and summer solstice, and that's kind of the, uh, the rotation of the earth around the sun. So that's what they say that it symbolizes. Um, the, the dates vary from year to year. It just depends on what the, when the longest and shortest day of the year is. Uh, but John, St. John the Evangelist, um, like I said, he represents the counterbalance of John the Baptist and everything in... Mm-hmm. Freemasonry, you know, you've got the, the black and white tile. Um, you have dark, you have light. There's always a, a balance of, of mm-hmm. light and darkness represented in different ways. And this is just another way to do that. Um, you know, for those that forget, the point within the circle is like there's the Masonic symbol that all men are said to endeavor to emulate in their mm-hmm. physical and spiritual being. Um, and a lot of this is just coming from uh, FreemasonInformation.com, so I want to make sure I give uh, them plenty of credit there. Uh, but so who was St. John the Evangelist? He was known for several things. He was most notably uh, known for the only disciple of Christ to not forsake him in the hours of his passion at the foot of the cross. And uh, he was the first to reach the tomb when he met the risen, lo- risen Lord, as they have it said here. Uh, and he was the first to recognize him. He is also attributed as the writer of epistles of John and the book of Revelation. His feast day is said to have been first mentioned in the sacramentary of Pope Adrian I near 772 A.D. Uh, he's also called the Apostle of Charity. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, another <coughs> connection to, awesome. to Freemasonry, mm-hmm. you know, faith, hope, and charity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and charity is uh, a big part uh, of Freemasonry. But also his unwavering resolve and the purity for his love of the divine. Um, the message to take from John the Evangelist is to apply thyself, therefore, to purity of heart, and thou shalt be like St. John, a beloved disciple of Jesus, and shall be filled with heavenly wisdom. So, you know, uh, while it is a saint, and Freemasonry doesn't prescribe to any one religion uh, in particular, um, that search for knowledge, that search for light, and the, you know, the, the brotherly love aspect of it certainly hits home uh, with Freemasonry. Uh, let's see. So it, it usually falls somewhere right around Christmas, uh, I believe. And one of the reasons why I wanted to, to bring this up and talk about it is uh, we're, we're working on uh, a, a guest, a repeat guest, kind of the, uh, the Paul Simon or, or Chevy Chase, uh, you know, kind of comes back and hosts Saturday Night Live a bunch of times. Um, we've got a guest that's going to be in the area that we're going to try yep. to hook up with around the winter solstice up uh, – whether he comes here or perhaps we meet him at the Newport Tower. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Brother Scott Walter is coming into town later this month, and uh, we're going to have Raph get on trying to work something out where we can meet with him. I see you laughing, so there can only be comments coming in that I'm not seeing yet. What are you doing? Nothing. Oh, boy. What did you put a pole on? Yeah. What? What? What's the, the you, you you scrolled it so that I couldn't see what the hell was I going didn't on. scroll it scrolled itself. Oh, I'm trying to pull it. it down. All right. Well, anyway, while you're doing that, oh, um, there it is. Where's uh? Gra- click on the left side of the blue box with the left. This thing. Left side of the blue box. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so who voted? <laughs> who voted? Uh, I don't. <laughs> Oh, Josh McRae started the poll? <laughs> no, I started the oh, poll. Oh, okay. 
Uh, I put up a poll on the uh, live feed. It says, is Joe still cranky about what happened on the community page? <laughs> we got, uh, you got uh, one no. That's okay, good. Okay, well, that's good. I, I think I, I said my piece. I was cranky about it, <laughs> but I think I said my piece. And, you know, if uh, uh, if nothing unfair and consistent, you can ask uh, the brothers at on uh, Discord, which you can join for as little as $5 a month. And I can assure you, if you try to report hate speech on there, you will be met with more hate speech. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but for as little as five dollars a month, you can uh, join Discord and uh, have access to our Discord channels. Get some exclusive uh, Patreon content. Um, you go to www.patreon.com/backslash/thefreemasons/podcast is where you can find us. And uh, come on aboard and and join us in Discord, where even Gang Green has been. Uh, I think I'm back on their Christmas card list this year. You think so? There's been a couple decisions. Yeah, you uh, voted. A couple cases uh, <laughs> presented to me uh, through Discord, where I've decided in their favor. I think three times in a row. Correct. So, What's up, Danny uh, Valdez? Hey, uh, Danny Valdez. Oh jo- God, I've got some yes cranky votes. Yes, uh, Josh McCray. Is this now or after we start referencing chili cookoffs? <laughs> <laughs> We gotta go there. We gotta go back to the chili cookoffs, huh? <laughs> continue. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's okay. Uh, continue with what you were talking about. Um, the uh... that's that's pretty much what I've got here is just the oh. the representation of the balance that, that you've got the summer solstice, the winter solstice. You've got uh, Saint John the Baptist, uh, Saint John the Evangelist, um, representing um, two different sides. Um, you've so, got the longest day of the year, the shortest day of the year, and uh, and just to, to go back on that Newport Tower piece. It's like it's like our it's like our podcast di- day is here. Got the down that on that end, the longest day of the year, and I'm the shortest day. <laughs> and on the point within the circle. Ooh, look at that! Look at how that works out. Um, uh, luminous light. Can I change my vote? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, seventy-five percent say I'm not cranky anymore. Uh, so now I'll, I've got that song by. Uh, Concrete Blonde, Joey, don't be angry anymore. <laughs> if we could play that without getting shut down, I think I would right now. So, uh, um, but no, there's something. Take a look at, uh, do some uh, a little bit more research on uh, Saint John the Evangelist and Winter Solstice and its relation to Freemasonry. You'll find some really cool things. And allegedly, on the Winter Solstice with the Newport Tower, that uh, at uh, a precise time where it's the exact mm-hmm. point of the the Winter Solstice, uh, allegedly, the sun lines up in one of the Holes that's carved in there, and it's. Do you want to disclose what may potentially be happening? With a certain email you sent me and Ken. Oh yeah, I did mention it already. But you didn't say who. Yes, I did. You did? I did. I said Brother Scott Walter. Oh yeah, I didn't hear you say. Oh, it's probably because I was doing my poll. Yeah, you were doing the poll. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Brother Scott Walter's coming out this way. I've heard that you work on polls often. Yeah, Brother Scott Walter's coming out this uh, way because uh, every year he goes up to I the had a comment. Tower. I'm <laughs> hey, I'm half Polish. I like it from your mom! Oh, Jesus. <laughs> hey, you started the comments with Joseph Schultz the other night. He deserved it. Don't. Come on. And that's another thing. I listened to the Mom jokes back. are not hate speech. Don't report mom jokes. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I understand that a lot of us are at an age where, you know, maybe somebody, some of our mothers aren't with us anymore. Mom jokes are still funny. Don't right. take it personal. It's like saying it's like just another way of saying "f you." Yeah. Come on, Josh McCray. How does Saints John tie into Masonry for non-Christian Masons? Um, the same way that, at least in my opinion, I'll let you go next, Joe. But at least in my opinion, the same way that Jesus Christ ties into Freemasonry, uh, though it doesn't matter uh, if, what religion you are. I mean. I mean, this is more prevalent, I think, in the Scottish Rite, when you learn about the, the Rose Qua, mm-hmm. Rose Croy, whatever you want to call it. I like Qua. Qua. <laughs> it's not so much the person, it's the lessons being taught. Exactly. So that's kind of where I believe that the Saints John, who those who are non-Christians, tie into Freemasonry, is the lessons of their piety and the way that they conducted themselves mm-hmm. uh, is, is where Masons kind of make them their 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 saints in a sense and i've often said that the the tenets of freemasonry are not exclusive to freemasonry and just like some of the the tenets of christianity or judaism or or buddhism are not unique to those religions um you know there's there's charity being the you know the main thing that saint john the evangelist represents is not just a freemasonic thing um 
you know, Buddha would, would preach the same thing. So it's more of that, like you said, that philosophical piece of it, the teachings, the lessons that are universal regardless of religion. And there's been different men in different religions that have applied it and have, and have promoted it or preached it, uh, no pun intended. So um, the lessons are universal. So you can take charity, you can take love, um, and you can take the, the thirst for knowledge and, and, more, and more wisdom um, in any religion. So the lessons are still there. If you were to take the, the word saint away from it um, and take the religion out of it, the lessons would still be valid for any person out there. All right, I'm still... Still winning 60-40 that I'm not cranky. I'm not cranky. I don't sound cranky anymore, do I? I'll put up another poll. Oh, I God. Uh, no, no, no. This one's going to be a little bit more serious. So uh, so they're the tool of the lesson, not necessarily the lesson correct. themselves. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly that's how exactly it is. Right. They are, you know, think of them as your, uh, your ancient... Uh, podcasts or your ancient iPhones. They're right. just a way to deliver the message. They right. happen to be Christian um, and they're, they're the tool to deliver the messages, much like uh, George is the tool that delivers this podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you like that one? That was a good one. Huh? I felt like that was double-edged. <laughs> no, like you're, you're not the sharpest tool, so it would yeah, be a dull edge for you. <laughs> uh, so yes, they are, the, they are the tool of the lesson, not necessarily the lesson themselves. Good way to put it, Josh. Thank you. Very nice. Uh, I'm going to get into my part here. All right. <clears throat> um, the crafts. Oh, by the way, yeah. uh, before we go, before I get into my part here, uh, get down to uh, that place in Fairfield. What is it called? The um, oh, the um, Wonderland Wonder- of Roseville. Yes, Wonderland at Roseville. Yes, and I will Wonderland at Roseville. Uh, the lights are up. He's got them out there. I seen somebody the other day was down there. Um, go check it out. Um, if you're in the Connecticut area, or even New York, I mean, I mean, it's in Fairfield. It's not that far of a drive. Yeah, it's the uh, Wonderland at Roseville. It's in mm-hmm. Fairfield, Connecticut, at two two six Roseville Terrace, and right is... off of Black Rock Turnpike. For those that are familiar with the area, and uh, it's just, it's a beautiful display of uh, of holiday lights. Probably and he did it in its entirety this year because no COVID. Right. Last year when we were, we did a live broadcast from there, it was yep. uh, a little bit scaled back because of COVID, and he couldn't allow as many people in. Yep. Um, but this year it's uh, it's full on. So it's get out on. there. All the proceeds, 100 percent of the proceeds, go to help the Shriners yep. Children's Hospitals. So uh, please get out and see them. It's it's quite an incredible sight and worth the trip. Um, and free. They just ask for donate any donation, yeah. any amount that uh-huh. you're able to donate, they yep. would be happy to take. Uh, let's see here, Daniel Valdez. Uh, but I'm going to get and I'm going to answer some questions here before. Uh, well, we will answer some questions if we can um, before I get into my half of it. Uh, which regards to you, know, you guys will see the poll that's in the live feed here. It says, "Did did Saint Nicholas portray the tenets of Freemasonry?" There is no. Well, we're going to get into the article, but there is no direct oh, evidence that Saint Nicholas was uh, was a Freemason. But uh, if you know, did, did he portray the tenets of Freemasonry? Uh, the real man, St. Nicholas. Uh, Daniel Valdez, how does the Gospel of St. John tie into Freemasonry? Ooh. Well, if you're going uh, if you're going Revelation, I don't know necessarily that it would, but within the Gospel, gospel of John, I'm sure there are certain uh, lessons and mm. uh, things to take from. I'm actually looking it up now just to try to get some specifics on it. But just like mm. any other... You know, religious text or historical text, there are certain lessons embedded in there. Well, he certainly didn't shit on his friend. <laughs> right? I, I would said say it yeah. before. He never forsaked him. He stuck by him. Yeah. He was he was there after he uh, resurrected and came back. So Yeah, he was the first to recognize him. He was he a was, ride or die. He, was the, he pretty much was. <laughs> um, so uh, that's all I've got for now. I'll... Uh, yeah. So this article I'm going to read here comes from thecraftsman.org, and it's, uh, is Father Christmas a Freemason? And this actually comes uh, from 2017 from a brother, I'm assuming, John Bizak from Lexington Lodge Number 1. Bizak. Uh, and he says, I have a ser- very serious question to ask you tonight. 
Uh, I would like to raise this question and then do some detective work examining the evidence that might lead us to an answer. You ask, what is this serious question? Here it is. Is Father Christmas a Freemason? Let's consider the facts. Of whom does this remind you? A worthy gentleman who is, we must admit, getting on a bit in years and is perhaps a little overweight. <laughs> oh. He wears a very distinctive costume as a badge of his activities. He provides an opportunity for friends and visitors to meet in fellowship. He is surrounded by secrecy and mystery, dispels goodwill and gifts charity as were all over the world, and does it so year after year. That is an awesome point. The fact that if you compare St. Nicholas to Freemasonry, we do our shit in secret, and we are extremely charitable. St. Nick or Santa Claus does everything he does in secrecy, and he is charitable. Interesting. Yeah. Well, my fellow Masonic detectives, you must admit that this description could fit either Santa or a Freemason. But this is merely circumstantial uh, evidence. We need some proof. Let us start with his movements on the evening in question. All the reports have him coming from the North Pole. Ah, here we go. I know where this is going. As the sun rises in the east to open and rule the day, and with him needing to finish the world before dawn, he would have to begin in the east and move toward the west. (laughs) I like this article. All right. Hats off. Therefore, Father Christmas must begin his journey in the northeast corner of the world. This, of course, is exactly what we've all done as entered apprentice. Similarly, you would assume he would finish his work, he gives his salute, and then heads for home. home. But think, too. He undertakes his great journey to provide the gifts, but once a a year, and I'm sure that any brother treasurer will agree that this is exactly the frequency in which most brethren provide a gift of their charity to the lodge. And the secrecy, uh, and the secrecy, the mystery. Those of you who are parents remember, what was the worst crime that an older child could commit at this time of the year? To tell younger ones of the secret of Santa, to break the faith that they should have kept. I am sure your punishment of them pointed out that they were void of all moral and worthy and totally unfit to be received in the dinner table, but sent to their room for destroying something that was so good, so worthwhile, and so innocent. Surely all this is evidence shows us Father Christmas is a Freemason. He practices brotherly love and relief. We are happy to meet him and sorry to part. All the details his wearing of a uniform, the rituals that happen year in and year out, the fact that he is male. On a more serious note, brethren, the whole, uh, brethren, the whole, uh, excuse me, the way the whole Christmas season has developed and his practice does have many things in common with Freemasonry, as we can learn much from each other. For instance, where did the figure we call Father Christmas come from originally? What was his background? Well, Father Christmas or Santa Claus or Santa Claus or St. Nicholas has elements in pre-Christian myths and legends, which developed through the Middle Ages by being built into a remarkable story of the great architect's wonderful gift to the world. By the 18th and 19th century, these details were formalized into a character that we still have. Today, his... You're an idiot. (laughs) His stylized uniform, his way of working, his ritual activities, and sayings. This does all sound very Masonic. St. Nicholas was a 4th century Turkish bishop who had originally been a wealthy nobleman. One of the stories about him was that he helped a poor man who could not afford to pay for weddings for his three daughters. St. Nicholas climbed onto the roof and threw a handful of gold coins down the chimney, and these coins fell into the girls' stockings that had been hung up by the fire to dry. The girls were then able to marry well and live happily ever after. I've heard that story differently, though. I've heard the story that it was a guy who could not pay his debts and had to sell his daughters into slavery, and... um, 
this guy Saint Nicholas left money so that the father didn't have to didn't sell have his to. daughters. Uh, again, tomato, tomato. Same principle. <laughs> Same principle. He has been considered the patron saint of poor children ever since. The legend became very popular in Europe, especially in the Netherlands, where it was mixed with elements from the pagan Yule or midwinter festivals. Saint Nick became Santa Claus, who would arrive on December 6th, St. Nicholas Day, mounted on a white horse and visit children to inquire about their behavior the previous year. Interesting. I did not know that. Hmm. Enter Krampus. Krampus. He's a mean... <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, uh, he would be the the opposite. He would be the opposite. He's Saint Nicholas. He is which the, is interesting uh, if you think about it in terms of St. Nicholas. You have a yin and yang. You, you have, have a, a darkness and a light. So for all the bad boys, they didn't get coal. No. They got eaten. Krampus came. <laughs> they got eaten by Krampus. <laughs> Good children would be rewarded and bad ones punished. The night before, children would leave a pair of shoes or clogs out filled with hay and carrots for the horse. Interesting. Well, that's there goes your... Oh, I can only imagine what the freaking... Joe Schultz, real quick. Santa is a ginger. He lives isolated and has to have a snowman as a friend. Well, actually, Santa and I have... <laughs> Santa and I actually have a, have a few things in common. We are both gingers, so that is accurate. And we, we, go. we both hang out with uh, shorter people. You know, He has the elves, and I have you. <laughs> <laughs> and Ken, I don't know. Ken's the bumble. Uh, Although I've always been told I look more like Yukon Jack. Or no. not Yukon Jack, Yukon Cornelius. No, no, no. I, I'll, all right, I'll accept it. I'll be your elf. and uh, You can be Hermie. Ken is Jack for I want to be a dentist. Frosty the Snow Ken. <laughs> <laughs> He's Sam the Snowman. <laughs> the Burl Ives guy. Actually, that guy looks more like Raph. No, Raph has to be the Bumble. No, Raph's the abominable snowman. Yeah, that's the, Bumble. They go is that what his name? Bumble? Bumble? Yeah, uh, right. yeah that's uh, him. Absolutely. These traditions were taken to America by Dutch settlers, but it was the famous 1823 poem by Professor Clement Clark Moore. Jimmy Jeez, that's Ovens. a friggin' name. American professor of Oriental and Greek literature, as well as divinity and biblical learning. Jesus, that's a freaking title. That guy's seen some shit, clearly. Clearly. Um, which begins, "'Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house, which settled most of the details into... Uh, the Santa figure we know today. Oh, so he kind of, it's kind of like the, I guess, the precursor to the night before Christmas. Okay. I'm assuming. Uh, many of these details, such as the reindeer and their names, the flying sled coming down the chimney, were first brought together in this poem, but Professor Moore took them from the old traditions as far afield as Finland and Siberia, and they have stuck and become a single story. Huh. So it's like an amalgamation of different things, different beliefs from around the world, much like the Freemason Freemason being universal. That's where he's going with it. There you go. I think so. Universality of Freemasonry. So you can see how similar this is to the creation of our ritual and ceremony. There you go. Of our ritual and ceremonies. Uh, while these also certainly include many elements that are ancient folklore, they were put together quite deliberately by identifiable people with a single aim, to create an impression in the minds of the brethren taking part. Like the Santa legend, the details may be fictional, they may come from various sources, and they may even be inconsistent with each other. That does not matter. It is the impression that all of them create is entirely that is in, as an entirety that is important. Yeah, that's what we've said about Masonic. Uh, you're Masons. It's the cult. It's the ritual, and it just doesn't. It, it, it's it's fake. It's not real. It's the lessons in the story. It's the teachings. The teachings don't have to be real, but they tell a story. Just saying. It's called allegory. Yep. Uh, would you deny all the good that the Santa story archives in all the happiness it creates is just because it is a story? Of course not. And this is the real linking of Father Christmas and Freemasonry. Why do we have Christmas and why do we have Father Christmas? 
Why do we have Christmas and why do we have Father Christmas? Oh, okay, I see what he's doing. We celebrate religious beliefs about the birth of goodness and hope for the future. We are reaffirm that belief that people are basically good and can develop into loving, caring, helpful, supporting friends to each other. Eh, you're yeah, me- maybe you're mez of mez. You more get me into shit that I can't get out of. <laughs> oh me? Yeah, you're that friend. Um, we look into a new year where things can be better. We do this as we we do this at this season, whether we are celebrating the Christian Nativity or the Jewish Hanukkah with its lights and gifts of story of peace, or the Hindu Diwali with its festival of lights and gifts of sweets and toys, or even if we hold no formal religion except the pleasure of seeing a child's face transfixed with wonder and delight. And why are we Freemasons? Because we believe that there are important things like goodness, hope for the future, and that men can develop into loving, caring, helpful, supporting brethren to their families and each other. Yeah. We not only look to future where things can be better, but we see it as our role as free and accepted or symbolic Masons to help build that future. So I feel I can say safely that Father Christmas is more likely than not a Freemason. Here, here. <clears throat> uh, not only does he show many of the signs and tokens of being one, but bringing us a message that we, as Freemasons, can heed for the entire year. May there be peace on earth and goodwill towards men. Merry Christmas to you, brethren. God bless us. And Merry Christmas Everyone. to you, Brother John Bizak. Thank you, Brother John That was Bizak. an awesome was story. Very he well also- done. And then uh, below that, he was, did the story behind the Twas the Night Before Christmas. And uh, he wrote it out, but I'm not going to read that online. We'll let Ken do that when we do the podcast before Christmas. Oh, God. We got we to gotta <laughs> get that green screen back up. We do. We got some work to do. Now that we have some room, we can put it right on that wall there, I think. Correct, too. Um, let's see here. Oh, boy. The Schultz brothers have arrived, clearly. Oh, Christ. Santa never sat in the East. He's not grumpy enough. <laughs> Krampus is definitely a past master. Um, let's see here. So if Santa's Masonic, does that mean Krampus belongs to the Illuminati? Yeah. <laughs> well, nice. it kind of looks like that uh, that video that the guy sent us that one time with the Illuminati, 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 right? Illuminati. That's kind of what Krampus looks like. No, he's kind of like he's some kind of... got the horns out the front yeah. and all that shit. Very Baphomet-like. Quite interesting, though, that... that that's actually a real story. That that's in Germany and, and yeah, be good. Otherwise, you could Krampus gonna good. come Krampus eat gonna come eat your ass. <laughs> Jesus God. Well, some people pay extra for that, but <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what? But think about that. Like <laughs> too much. It, it's I don't know. Like could you imagine? Could you imagine telling that story to like our American children? Oh my God! Like, they, they couldn't handle that. Right now, it's right now. It's right, literally you get on the phone. And you're like, "Listen, I'm gonna call Santa. I'm calling right now." Or you got that oh, stupid little oh. elf on a shelf thing. Please tell me you don't do the elf on the shelf thing. Do you do the elf on the shelf thing? I do a Glock and a sock. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, like the elf on the shelf was a thing. I had a belt in my dad's top drawer. That was my <laughs> motivation. There was no elf. Oh, he's watching you. Dad it's re- not so much about the elf is going to report. It's more of like the kids wake up in the morning and they see the elf is the freaking moved. Elf is a snitch. Elf is a snitch. Snitches he's a snitches. Exactly. All I needed was for my dad to go to the top drawer, take out the belt, and he'd snap it. I'm like, oh boy, okay. Right. Realistically, though, like with, with the kids, though, they're like, yeah, F that elf. He ain't going to do shit. He ain't going to say shit. You ain't going to say anything, right? But. I tell you what, though, Ethan shaking him down. When you, when you pick you up keep the phone. your mouth shut. You don't tell mom or Santa. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're gonna see Ethan doing that. He's got the back of one of his toys ripped out with yeah. the batteries and just the two wires. Yeah, and I see him like sitting there smoking a cigarette, like the little. Uh, remember the guy from Bugs Bunny that was pretending Finster baby. <laughs> yeah, the gangster baby or yeah, whatever it was. Ethan just sitting there in his underwear with a cigarette hanging out. You're not going to tell my mom. <laughs> Hardest my I've ever laughed was watching my father watch the one where he had Porky Peg. And he's going, what a stick? What a stick? What a stick? And he's beating on his head with that hammer. Yep. Oh, man, that was funny. Um, but one of the things I like, pick up the phone. I'm, I'm going to call Santa. You want to talk about an ass getting tightened up? No! Don't call Santa, please. But could you imagine being like, 
All right, guys. It's time for bed. Good night, guys. Love you. Remember, you got to go to sleep and be good boys because Santa. Because if you're a bad boy. Krampus. Krampus is going to come eat you. Like right before bed. <laughs> See, I would I would have a better method. They like, actually have Krampus parades. Yes, it's a huge thing in Germany. A, a good friend of mine uh, is married to a, an officer in the army, and he was stationed in <laughs> Germany for a long time. And she loved the holidays over there and the different traditions. And she would post videos of this Krampus parade where these big freaking things. It was like where the wild ones are walking yeah. down the yeah, street. That's what it looks like. Oh, it's the a, crap yeah. out of kids. And it's at night, and there's like torch lights and all this stuff. And it's like... Man, talking about crap in your pants. like these, these, And they were scary. They weren't holding back either. So it was actually a really cool thing to say. Could you imagine pulling some shit like that, though? Like, tr- like you know what? I'm not dressing as Santa Claus. My kids are being badass babies. I'm going to dress like Krampus. I told you. I told you. Right? So you walk in the door, right? You're going to scare them because you're Krampus, right? You know, you dress yeah. up, you've dressed up as Santa Claus for your kid before, right? Where it's like you sneak in, oh, yeah. and, you know, and you kind of take pictures of yourself like as Santa Claus. And they're like, oh, my God, you caught him on camera and all that stuff. But could you imagine dressing up as camp? It's like Krampus, right? Oh, God. Right. And waking the kids up in the middle of the night. Somebody's going to appreciate this, right? And you wake the kids up in the middle of the night. But here you are coming down the hallway. And your 130-pound Rottweiler sees you. Oh, shit! (laughs) Well, what we used to do when Abby was really young, we'd get a Santa hat. And we did it with with both our dogs. Um, We'd get the dog all riled up and give it the Santa hat. And then wake Abby up. And then... He's like, oh, what's that? Was somebody here? And the dog's running around with the Santa hat in her, in her mouth. I, one of the funny things, and this, I don't know if I said this on the podcast, one of the funniest things I remember as a kid was it was a Halloween. And I, I had a golden retriever, Zeke, right? Okay. He was a cool-ass dog. You could basically rob the entire house, go into the fridge, make a sandwich, and walk out, and the dog would be like, Okay, you're not gonna leave me. Uh, you're not gonna leave me a little turkey. You're, not, you're right. I don't get any scratches. My father thought it would be funny to try to scare everybody, so he went down into the basement, right? Just hid behind the door and put a a like an old man, like you know, Halloween mask on, and he opened the door, and oh, my golden retriever Zeke. I mean, this dog has never shown aggression ever. I mean, the hair on the back of his neck stood up. The teeth came back. He stunk because you know how dogs stink. They yep, let off that yep. pheromone. <laughs> My dad's going, oh, it's me. It's me. going <laughs> <laughs> to rip the head off. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> what the hell is bell snickel? I'm, I'm looking it up, and I have it right I've here. So bell I have not either. It's a German thing. So bell snickel uh-huh. is a... No wonder why the Schultz came up with it. Is a crotchety, fur-clad Christmas gift bringer figure in the folklore of the Palatinate region of southwestern Germany along the Rhine, the Saarland, and the Odenwald area of Baden-Württemberg. Figure is also preserved in the Pennsylvania Dutch communities and You Brazilian- said that wrong. It's Baden-Württemberg. <laughs> And um, <laughs> something like that. Communities and Brazilian German communities. All right. Um, so yeah. So, gee, how did the Belschnickel get to Brazil? Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. But yeah, it's crotchety fur clad. That sounds like a Schultz. Luminous night. I've always wondered why Saint John representations are positioned on either side of the ancient pagan Egyptian alchemical sun symbol. Hmm, that's a good question. Well, I think it's to represent um, the, the the lines on each side are to represent each of the Saints John. Where if you if you take the point within the circle as the uh, the symbol of the sun, the the point being the center, being the sun, the circle around it being the Earth rotating around it, and then you have uh, the winter solstice and the summer solstice represent at opposite ends. So mm-hmm. the longest and shortest day. That's that's the explanation that I've been uh, been told. Yeah. I know the the path is more elliptical than it is a circle, but it's an ancient. Symbol. I'll take it a different way. It. Yeah, it, it, kind of similar to what you were saying. But understand, uh, we've said this before. I've said this before that religions copy other religions' things. Yeah. So uh, again, uh, it says right there the pagan festival of lights was around this time. Right? Which yeah. It's, it be, and what it represented is they would light things up to bring light to the darkest day of the year. Correct. 
Christianity took it, and they made it Christmas. And it was easier to get the pagans to convert because... Because it was like something they already celebrated. They were already celebrating, yeah. yes. So, yeah, and the, the Christmas tree is a pagan George, symbol, too. George, please know what? Oh. My girl's already stunted. Um, but, yeah, so... The, Be careful. So, somebody might report that cigarette is hate speech. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, damn, I should bring that other poll back up because clearly you're still pissed about it. No, I just say it's called, uh, what do they call that in, uh, in, uh, like in, in music old. when you, uh, later on in the movie, you, you go back to it and you, you play it again. Is it a refrain? Mm. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you go back and hit it every once in a while. Yeah. Like it did your mom. <sighs> Jesus. So, anyway, uh, yeah, those, uh, those symbols have been brought forward. I mean, Perfect example. Again, I just did an episode uh, live of the Lost Book of Enki. Uh, if you look at, and I've said this before, if you look at certain um, the clay tablets or whatever they were called, the uh, oh Christ, I can't remember what they were. They were like the the, the rollout images, scrolls, or, not scrolls. I can't remember what the hell they were called. The uh, they were, they were basically images that that okay. the. The Sumerians did. One of the symbols that they used for Nibiru was the the cross. It, it's I mean it's a Templar cross. Looks just like it. So the cross is not a symbol that is specific to Christianity. Correct. It was an older symbol. So that's partially I think to answer your question, Luminous Knight. At least from my end, uh, that I see is that it's these these symbols are adopted from religions and cultures prior to, and they use them for their own. Uh, Joseph Schultz, all I want for Christmas is a chili cook-off. <laughs> Come on up. I'll make you I'll make you some award-winning chili. So, um, story we of St. seen the Schultz brothers. Story of St. Nicholas. You hold, what are you looking at? Krampus pictures? This is that Bella Schnickel. Bella Schnickel. It looks like Joe Schultz. What does he do, though? Like what, 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 what? He brings you gifts. He's like a... He's he just, brings gifts. So, he's more of a... Um, if Santa Claus were the old Leatherman, you know the old Leatherman tradition here in Connecticut? The old vagabond that would go from town to town, and he was dressed in all like patchwork leather. It kind of looks like Never that. heard of this. Really? Nope. You should look into You're it. You're going to have to skill me on this one. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll do that as, as like a bedtime story. For all right. <laughs> you know what? Eat shit. After I tuck you in, <laughs> in your race car bed. Do you still have a race in car bed? In my We have to get you the ones with the flap on the back. Just in case. Uh, um, you don't know the Leatherman. I don't Connecticut, know. The, huh? no. Is that like the Mothman of... No, this is a real guy. Like, there's pictures of him. They don't know who he was. And there's a... I think there's a grave in somewhere in Connecticut in one of the state parks. Shut up. Are you serious? Like a real one where, like, this is dedicated... He was... He was in essence, he was, he was a bum. And he would make, like, little leather craft goods and, and trade it for food and, and whatnot. And mm. he, he... I think he traveled mainly... Up uh, like Route Eight, Route Thirty Four. No like shit. Before I'd they were never heard the of them routes we know that. Steve Thornton. Not. I can honestly say Christmas makes no sense here in Aus, Australia. Uh, good eye. Um, it's like having Halloween and Christmas in spring break. <laughs> Fair point. Everything is bright and happy and flowering. It's it's not right. Ha ha. Yeah. Uh, I imagine that's how people in Hawaii feel too. Because in uh, Florida, it's always you know palm trees and hot as shit. So yeah. Um, or in Hawaii, we're Millie, 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 is a wise way to say Merry Christmas to you. Um, but uh, in all seriousness, like that's one thing I do love about being up here in the in the Northeast is that you know the the changing of the seasons. Like, I'm I'm I, don't get me wrong, I love going south to to in in heading to warm places and vacationing and all that stuff down there. And so that's that's awesome to go in in to the tropical area but being up here in there i love the snow first off and that we were supposed to get snow next week and then they they change it yeah. to freaking rain i drove back in eight hours Bastards. the other day i know you said that <laughs> um but uh sorry i was smoking a cigarette that's why uh i uh i enjoy living in the northeast is you know the christmas lights and the that winter atmosphere and everything uh so that's one benefit of being up here. Um, yeah, and I know on the other side of the globe, in, in the southern hemisphere, it's all summer right now. It's hot as right. shit, so uh, kind of sucks. But Oh, well. 
Okay, awesome. Don't forget, though, when Christmas kind of got its start, though, it was in Europe, which was cold. Right. Yeah, around this time. So, And realistically, the, the kicker of it all is... So what you're saying is when the Australians were, before they were criminals and exiled and they were in England, they probably celebrated it? And it made more sense? Is that where we're going? You're pushing it. What? <laughs> I should have kept your poll up. You're still bitter. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Is what I'm saying being misconstrued as hate speech toward, towards maybe. Aussies? Maybe. <laughs> um, the, the funny thing is, is that, you know, if you really want to go into the Christmas story or whatever, they believe that Jesus was born actually in the summer months. And it's based off of the North Star or something along those lines. They believe he's born in the spring or something like that. Yeah, I want to say it's actually closer to Easter. Easter, yeah. That's, that's what I'm, I'm fairly certain. But, again, the, 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 the well, the, the Catholic Church at the time, uh, I get why they did it. The, they made it, you know, the resurrection. Uh, they put it in line with the pagan holiday of, uh, oh, God, what was it? It's a pagan holiday of fertility, everything coming back and everything. So, again, you got Jesus died, came back. It's a rebirth. It's, yeah. it's symbolic of and a it's, rebirth of everything in spring coming right. back, the flowers, the grass, which sucks. You got is it the everything. equinox? I think so. I think that's what it uh-huh. is. I, I think that's what it is. I could uh, be wrong. I'm not good on that kind of stuff, but something like that. And, again, uh, in, in putting, putting actually Jesus' birth uh, around the Christmas time is, again, it's, it's, it's the darkest time of the year, and, you know, Jesus was the, quote, unquote, light. So you're bringing, again, light. In the darkest time of the year, so it makes sense, you know. And this is where uh, religions have adopted. And again, it's not just Christianity. I don't want to just sound like I'm, I'm saying Christianity because it's it's a lot of religion. You got Hanukkah. You got you know the. I know that there's a um, what's the holiday of the Muslim holiday around this time? It's uh, it's not Ramadan. Damn it! Is it? No, I'm not. I'm not up on my Muslim. I'm not sure. Uh, it is a Muslim holiday around here, but you also have, uh, you got I'll your, um, we'll, give them. we'll just call it Chris Mahana Kwanzaa. <laughs> <laughs> they all pretty much do the same thing around this time. Um, so the story of St. Nick, it's amazing how that story kind of developed into it. And I love that article. I thought that article was great because it kind of goes right in line with, you know what? Uh, what we were saying about the masonry—it's—it's it's a story that was compiled by a bunch of different things from Finland and Denmark and you know all over Europe, and it was compiled into a story that that tells a story about goodwill and all that stuff, and that's pretty much what runs right in line with our Masonic ritual. It's a charitable guy giving up his own money, giving up his own time to give to those who need it. Getting back to the uh, principal tenet of charity. Right. What do you think, Joe? I think we're good. I think we're good, too. Yeah. We'll shut good. it down. We'll shut it down. Uh, we're going to keep you uh, guys updated about what we're doing with uh, Brother Scott Walter, if we're able to make that happen. I would love to go out to the Newport Tower, because I have serious questions about that freaking thing. Yeah. And I want to say the uh, the winter solstice, it's on a, a Tuesday, I want to say, so we may need to... And maybe you could ask him with trip. permission if we can do a live with him while we're out there. Or yeah, something. yeah, we can certainly do that. Well, uh, I'll talk to Raf to make sure we're not duplicating efforts. And uh, we'll need a camera crew. I'm bringing Hannah. Okay, she's doing broadcasting. Oh, is she? Yeah, that's okay. what Hannah wants to do. Is broadcasting? Can she get community hours? Can she, can she get hours or credit for doing it? Uh, I think so. If she's even doing that, we're anymore. a charitable organization. Uh, FMP should travel there and get locked up. It would be like Hogan's hero. <laughs> I've been to the Newport Tower multiple times. Um, a couple times for work. I just It's just one of those towers. that It's just one of those places that if you're in the area, you got to stop and yeah. look at it. Yep, because sure. it makes zero sense where it is. You know, it's... Unless... It's said it's to there be, to line up with this specific point of the, yeah. the sun. And, and realistically, I know they say, oh, it's a, it's a windmill. It was used as a windmill. Then why put all of the astrological shit in there? When, there's not a windmill that I've, I've ever seen. That uh, and, and I know Scott no, Walter. No, it's more consistent with the Templar church. It's, it's yeah. a Templar round church. It's, yeah. it's completely consistent with that. I see nuzzling. <laughs> I don't get that. You and me? Oh, I ain't oh. fucking nuzzling, Um, but 
I would really like to go. Oh, maybe he's talking on the trip when we're oh, on the we're trip. stuck in the the prison cell like Hogan Heroes. <laughs> we're locked up. And then... all right, all right, that makes sense. Dibs on Raph. He's warmer. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I think Australia is being run by Discord. Oh, Jesus. Um, we do have a lot of Aussies on Discord. We do. We do, we do. Merry Christmas, Brother Steve. Merry Christmas, Mother, Brother uh, Steve. Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas, brothers. Happy to host you anytime. Beaches, Beaches beers, beers, and barbecues. Oh, wow. You forgot one. I'll tell you yeah, all. Yeah, I, I, I picked up on what you were saying. There you go. I'm really excited to go. If we are, I hope we are able to meet up with Scott Walter and, and you know, look at that Newport Tower. It's been a while since I've been out there. Yeah, uh, so uh, we'll get Raph on it, and if he can't do it, I'll uh, I'll personally reach out to them. You again. should personally reach out. Raph's been. Okay. Where in the world is Carmen Sandy? He's probably downstairs right now. <laughs> probably is. Uh, but anyway, what do you say, brother Joe? All right, wrap it up. Uh, sounds good to me. For the Freemasons podcast, I'm Ray Worshipful Brother George Murdery. Signing off. Worshipful Brother Joe. Signing off. Have a good night, everyone. Night-night. Hey, Joe, you want to hit that end stream over there? Don't cross the streams. If you can end the stream there. Yeah. Can you? Yeah. That's the button. Boom. Done. Now will it automatically start uploading? Uh, I don't freaking know. That's Ken's shtick. I thought it did. Or wait, do I have to go in the Firefox? I think I have to go. No, I have to go under this. I got it. Crawl over OBS. It hits stop streaming.